Romans, reloaded. It's in your head. Say, it's in your head. It's in your head. This is the battlefield right here, right? If we can sort it out here, we can sort it out here, right? In our head first. And um, we started this theme last week. It was epic. Who's loving it? Just going into the richness of Romans. And we're going to move on from Romans, um, the beginning of Romans 8 last week. And we're diving into Romans 8 5 to 11 this week, coming around this theme, it's in your head. And so I've asked one of my friends who's twinning with me this morning, Chris Abbott, to come and read the scripture for us this morning. Can we welcome my twin today? Mr. Chris Abbott, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, church. So Romans 8, 5 to 11. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. For those who are living according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit, His will and purpose. Now the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the Spirit is life and peace the spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, both now and forever. The mind of the flesh, with its sinful pursuits, is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself to God's law, since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh, living a life that creates to caters to sinful appetites and impulses, cannot please God. However, you are not living in the flesh, controlled by the sinful nature, but in the Spirit. If in fact the Spirit of God lives in you, directing and guiding you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. If Christ lives in you, though your natural body is dead because of sin... Your spirit is alive because of righteousness, which he provides. Church, this last verse, let's read it together. Everyone participating, speaking over their life about this last verse. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Can we thank my friend this morning, Chris? He's a teacher. He's a poet. Can you feel it as he comes around the scriptures? I like somebody to read the scriptures who takes the scriptures seriously, right? And there's power in the word. The word is, is, is heaven's thoughts, text and scripted for our benefit and they feed and nourish us as we speak them and as we meditate on them. They're so powerful. And I just wanted to lay out today's text and I'm just going to unpackage a few truths about it's in your head this morning. Is anybody up for that? Good, good, I'm feeling it. And I just wanted to let you know, friends and family over here, if you're friends and family of um, presence, then you're friends and family of mine. Doesn't matter if the kids have a meltdown in the middle of my talking. I have three children, nine, six, and three. I'm very comfortable with that. So we're all family, we're all good, right? And, and if they do want, then there's Kitty's Corner over there for preschoolers, and upstairs there's a room for primary age, and they're welcome to go and hang out 
there as well, okay? So just exhale, mums. It's all good. We're not too formal here. We're just having fun, right? Right? This is the house of God. This is a, a beautiful fun. This is where it's about family here. All right, so there are two master laws in operation in two kingdoms. I'm just going to speak some truths here today. I'm just going to remind us of some powerful truths in this place that are going to set some people free. Some veils are going to be lifted. Sometimes we need to be reminded about a few things. There are two master laws in operation, and there are two kingdoms that we are walking and living and breathing in every day. The law of sin and death was put in operation through Adam. He ate an apple. He ate an apple for good. Who wishes that Adam didn't eat the apple? He didn't take. If you read in Genesis, you'll find that Adam was influenced by a very powerful woman and he took the apple and he ate it so we can, we can blame Adam and Eve for the law of sin and death released on the earth. Thank you so much, guys. When we get to heaven, we'll just high five. Good one, buddy. <laughs> the second law, however, is far greater, far more powerful, far more potent. The law of the spirit of life put in operation through Jesus Christ and applied to us through the Holy Spirit. Amen. It supersedes, it overrides any little law that was outworked through Adam and Eve on that sacred day. It supersedes, it overrides, it's far more powerful, the spirit of life. Amen. Amen. Colossians 1.13 tells us, the Father has delivered and drawn us to himself and out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. What a mighty God we have that we would be born in under sin and death, but he would transfer us by the power and love of his Son into a kingdom of light. What a powerful truth that is. It's an absolute truth, amen? We're born into both kingdoms, right? One is by the seed of the flesh, and we operate in that world through our senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. This is the natural world that we live in, right? We get up in the morning, and we smell the coffee brewing, right? We're in the natural world. You know, we sit out on the deck, and we feel the sun on, the back of, on our back as we just rest in the sun. We interact with a friend, we have a conversation, we exchange smiles, we exchange laughter, we exchange words of kindness. This is the natural world in which we're born into and there is another kingdom, another world and the other is released by the seed of the word and we operate in that world through faith. One game-changing, powerful word, faith. It changes everything, my friends. It can change everything, my friends. It doesn't matter what you're facing, what you're looking at. You might feel like you're in under the law of sin and death. You're facing situations in which you need a divine intervention. Let me tell you, friends, there is another kingdom at work. There is another truth at work. And that, that it supersedes, it overrides, it breaks through. There was a divine moment on the cross where Jesus Christ, he took it. He took it for you so that you would know complete freedom, so that you would no full life. There is nothing that can defy the power and the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Oh, I'm getting a bit excited, Arpi. Where is, where's Mama Arpi? She out, she's probably nursing presents or something. She gets up here, she kicks some goals, and then she goes off and looks after her, her baby. She's phenomenal. All right. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith lives outside of the senses. Sometimes we're looking at our circumstances, we're listening to our circumstances, and we feel like they're getting served up. Well, faith doesn't exist in that world. That's the natural world. Faith 
exists in a whole other place, a, a, a complementary world that's running alongside the natural world. Faith is not revealed to the senses, it's revealed to our spirit. It's re revealed to our heart on the inside. Faith counters the natural, it defies the natural, it's beyond the natural, it's a powerful force. Faith is beyond the senses. It's not conditioned by this world and it's not of this world. It comes from heaven above. It's a gift. It's a force. It's a power that works on the inside of us that we would not settle for the status quo. Let me tell you, you're not ordinary. God doesn't do ordinary. He does magnificent. And when he looks at you, he sees magnificent. You're not ordinary. Your circumstances aren't ordinary. They are in partnership with faith. In partnership with Jesus Christ, they become magnificent. Amen. I'm here today to call us out, out of ordinary circumstances, that we would not just receive the circumstances that get served to us, but we would know that we have an ability to crash through those things and to pursue something that is greater than is bigger beyond the norm. Uh, has anybody seen the movie The Island? Uh, Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, came out a few years ago. So there are this um, little company of clones being formed and made in a, in a clinic run by very wealthy people. And uh, it's on this little contained space. And these clones are manufactured and grown up into people very quickly within just a few years. But what's starting to happen is this clone named Lincoln, who you're going to see in a minute, he starts to question the environment that he's in. There's something in him that wants something more, something greater, something beyond the status quo. And I believe we too are called to question our circumstances at times, to challenge them with faith and not just settle, not just be served. So we're going to have a look at this little clip where Lincoln meets with his psychologist. You've been doing quite well in most other areas, proficient at work, exercising rigorously. But screening has picked up some trace levels, changes in your metabolism, and you've been having nightmares. Are you saying there's something wrong with me? Why don't you tell me about your dream? Well, it's the same dream every time. I'm on a boat headed to the island. A boat? What kind of boat? A nice boat. Draw it for me, would you? So, you are heading toward the island. What happens then? I drown. Really? Why do you think that is? I don't know. You tell me. Maybe you're afraid of winning. Why would I be afraid of winning? You tell me. What's troubling you, Lincoln? Well, it's... It's just... All right, Tuesday night is tofu night. And I'm asking myself, who decided that everyone here likes tofu in the first place? And what is tofu anyway? And why can't I have bacon? I line up every morning, and I'm not allowed any bacon for my breakfast. And uh, tell me, let's talk about all the white. Why is everyone wearing white all the time? It's impossible to keep clean. I'm walking around, I, get, I always get the gray stripe. I never get any color, and I hand it in to be cleaned, and, and someone cleans it and folds it neatly back in my drawer, but who? Who is that person? I don't know. I just, I want to know answers, and I, and, I, and I wish that there was more. More? Yeah, more than just waiting to go to the island.
I love that. I wish that there was more. Well, I'm here to tell you today that you are not a clone. You're not on autopilot. You are fearfully and wonderfully and uniquely made. Each and every one of you has one unique fingerprint, unlike any other. You are fashioned and formed by a God who sees you in your uniqueness and wants to call you into your greater life, your best life, free of the inhibitions of this earthbound life, living higher above, fueled by faith. Faith asks for more. Faith gets defined and says, I deserve more. If I don't want to eat tofu anymore, if I want to eat some bacon, if I don't want to wear white anymore, if I want some color in my life, faith asks for more. Faith at times demands more. I want to be free in that area of my life. I don't want to think like that anymore. I want to think like heaven would say I should think. I want freedom running through my mind. I want life and joy and peace running through my mind. I don't want to be bound by those controlling things. Faith asks for more. Faith demands more. It throws off the inhibitions. It takes a hold of the greater life. Faith is not found sleeping. Faith is found pursuing the fullness of the life that Christ has for us. Amen? Come on. Faith asks for more. The natural laws are the default laws. Lincoln found himself caught up in a default life, eating the same thing, wearing the same thing, doing the same thing, complying to all the same rules. The spiritual laws are available to anyone who believes. All we need to do is believe and take a hold and then the freedom comes and then the power comes and we find ourselves walking this walk of faith, empowered from on high. It's an amazing place. It's a game changer. It's exciting. And that's what we're called to, friends. Who wants a little bit of that action? Right? Come on. If you want to clap, let's clap. Come on. Who's enjoying the building this morning? It's a nice place, right? I remember when we were wrestling for the purchase of this building a few years ago. Who was hands up if you fought for this building in prayer? Hands up, right across this room. People intervened and interceded. We, ha- we were long-term leases of this building. God has blessed us so much. It's a beautiful place. And then we had the opportunity to not just be leases, but to be owners of the building. And uh, we had to... Uh, wrestle for progress. We had to fight for it. It didn't just get handed to us. Who knows that progress doesn't just get handed when you want to buy a house, when you want an upgrade at work. doesn't tend to just get served on a neat little platter. We have to go after it, don't we? And what happened was we had the opportunity to buy this place, but for whatever reason, we drifted into this no man's land where there was no momentum around the decision. We weren't progressing. And that is a very dangerous place when there's no uh, momentum because you can get stuck and you can sit in that place for a very long time. Friends, if you find yourself in that place today, beware, my friends, because it's very sneaky and time can pass and you can find yourself stuck in that place. Rather, let faith arise and move you out of those places and walking in freedom into the fullness that Christ has for you. We found, I, I observed We're in no man's land. There's no momentum. And I just got the word of the Lord. See, faith gets the word of the Lord. Faith 
does not just accept the circumstances, faith comes up against the circumstances and rather begins to speak to them and tell them what it's going to look like, tell them how it's going to be. So many of us rose in prayer in that time and I remember I'd get up early in the morning on my back deck, wrap up in a blanket with a green tea, walk the back deck and I just began to declare, now is the time, 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 now it's very simple prayer but there was faith attached to it and faith is like the fire that creates the bonfire it makes it happen it's the rocket fuel and before long it was like this uh where there had been no momentum where it had been stuck this um ripple effect started to happen we had outside parties coming in hillsong god bless hillsong came in and wanted to purchase the building there were all these outside people and there's all this but it created an activity and we needed activity because activity is better than no momentum right and then before we knew it, it's like the momentum increased and bam, we got over the line and we purchased this building in Jesus' name. But in the midst of it, when you couldn't see with the natural senses, you know, Pastor Hartley was instructed to go and look at other potential venues to build, uh, to buy other potential venues to uh to rent and they were they were shocking you should hear the stories oh my goodness none of them felt like home this was home this was ours and we had to disregard what the eye would tell us what the senses the natural senses would tell us rather we had to hear the word of the Lord attach our faith to that word and go after it like there was no tomorrow and now we sit on that victory a corporate victory because this place is home Boom, this place is home. Why don't we thank Jesus here this morning? Thank you, Lord. So good. Many great men and women of faith have broken through the ceiling of this world and began to operate in faith. And every single one of us has the opportunity to do the same in our circumstance. Be they humble, be they great. Whatever the circumstance is, it's your territory. It's your land. It's your place to advance. Amen. You know, the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, who's read it? Amazing men and women of God. Uh, I love it. You know, Noah, prompted by faith, was forewarned about the flood that was coming and he built the ark. Uh, Abraham was urged on by faith and he moved into a land destined to be his inheritance. Sarah conceived a child in her old age by faith. Faith is the coaching, leading conscience of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. That's what it is. It's like a moving force on the inside of us. Throughout Hebrews 11, faith is described as prompting, urging, actuating, arousing, motivating. It's a force within us. It's faith is a force within us. It will move us out of a complacent place. It will cause us to arise and to see again. It's the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us working to our advantage. Amen. What a gift. What a gift. When Jesus left the earth, he said, I live with you. This gift, the Holy Spirit. If he were to go, of course, it would be an even greater gift for Jesus to leave his people. He left the greatest gift, the Holy Spirit, the greatest alternative to him being on the earth. This is how the kingdom operates. When faith was put into operation, the Holy Spirit created what was not there. 
Let me read it to you in Hebrews 11.3. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped for their intended purposes by the word of God so that we will see was not made out of things which are visible. See, it's outside of the natural senses. It's not what we can see. Faith moves in the spirit world. We are architects of our environment through faith and the word of God. Amen. We are architects of our environment. We can speak to it and tell it what it will be. Amen. And this is why our perception, this is why what's in your head really matters because our faith and what we speak is dependent on what we see in our head. It depends on our, our sight, our perception, and what we see is what we will speak and what we'll believe for and what we'll fight for. We build according to what we believe and see. Now, Romans 8, 5, it uses the phrase, a new mindset, and that's because Jesus is in the business of giving us a refreshed mindset, a transformed mindset, so that we could see, actually, the greatest of what he would have for us and not settle for the status quo. Like Lincoln, we'd want something more. We'd perceive and we'd pursue something more. And the Greek word to set the mind is phronio. It means to exercise the mind in a certain direction to exercise the mind in a certain direction. You know, sometimes our head is on autopilot. It has its very comfortable thinking processes and it does them without much coaching, right? You know, those thoughts that are on like autopilot in our head. But actually, if we're going to set the mind and, and recover our headspace, we need to exercise the mind in a certain direction. We actually need to speak to the mind. You are going to phronio, you're going to set the mind, you're going to exercise your mind in a certain direction. Sometimes, friends, I just need to let go of things quick smart in my head. You know those, those thoughts that come in, they want to nestle in and make home in your head, those undermining thoughts, the negative thoughts, the offense, you know, those cheeky, destructive thoughts that come in. They want to build a little nest in our brain and just sit there and snuggle in and lay some eggs and get comfortable. Those thoughts, you've got to let them go quick smart. You've got to cut them off. You've got to not entertain them. To exercise the mind in a new direction, you actually have to let go quick smart, not entertain, let go, cut them off, and then you'll find those things, uh, they can't get a foothold, those undermining thoughts, those negative thoughts, they can't get a foothold. If you cut them off and you let them go, you can exercise your mind in a new direction. Amen? Who wants to try that out this week? I'm going to exercise my mind in a new direction this week. Now, in Christ, we set our hearts, our mind, our affections towards what the Spirit desires, don't we? We disarm. We lay off those earthly um, thoughts and inclinations. You know, the natural sinful mind is hostile to God and God's authority. It likes to get a bit stubborn. It gets a bit stubborn when it's being challenged. It actually says in Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. The old mindset leads to death. The new mindset leads to life. Amen? Amen. Now, the turning point on the island movie is later when Lincoln, he sits with a friend, somebody who's taken him under his wing, and he, he asks them, you know, why, why are they pursuing me? What's, why is this, what's going on around me? He sits with his friend, this safe person that he can talk with, and the friend tells him the truth. He says, they don't want you to know what you are. They don't want you to know who you are. Friends, 
when we know who we are, when we know we're not a clone, someone on autopilot, when we know that we're fashioned and formed with a purpose and intention to thrive and go from strength to strength, when we know who we are, when we know who we are, we won't accept the old. We won't come under the old. Faith arises on the inside of us. We begin to walk in the truth and the power of who we are today. I'm praying for a great awakening across this room that we would know who we are. You're magnificent. You're mighty. You're able. You're capable. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. You're not sleeping. Your life is on purpose. There is greatness on the inside of you. You're magnificent. You're beautiful. You're mighty. You're able. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. Each and every one of you in this room with faith alive on the inside. Who will defy us with the great wingman of the Holy Spirit alongside us and inside us in Jesus' mighty name? Let me read one more epic scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 49. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, so shall we, and so let us also bear the image of the man of heaven. We're not just born of the dust. We're not just made of the dust. We are made to bear the image of Jesus Christ, a heavenly image, an upright, a royal image. This is who we really are. Amen. Yes, I hear that. Let's do that. It's good. Teeny tiny polite golf clap up the back. Good on you. It's awesome. The effect of the indwelling spirit is a game changer, my friends. It is a game changer. The power of the spirit is not just about being forgiven of sin, but empowered to live above it. This can only be done through the Spirit. I'm going to ask the band to come. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us, it is a game changer. Let me give you an example. The laws of flight are available to all, right? You need a vehicle to implement those laws one that has proper airfoil, sufficient velocity through the air to harness the laws of aerodynamics and the laws of lift. With this vehicle, we can enjoy dominion over gravity. We defy the law of gravity through that vehicle. We can take the advantage of the great power of the Holy Spirit and it lifts us above those earthly circumstances in Him, in Christ. Now, don't laugh. Ready yourself. I'm about to show you an epic vehicle of amazing proportions. It's pink, it's blue. You need a driver's license for this bad boy. This, my friends, is what my three-year-old drives and she rocks this thing. Chris, I'm gonna ask you to move the pulpit for me, friend. Now, it looks like it's seen better days and that's because it was pre-loved by my nine-year-old and then my six-year-old, so it has seen better days. Now, when I put my three-year-old on this thing, she sits there and she looks up at me and she tells me, I'm gonna do this on my own self, which is adorable. And I'm like, yes, sweetheart, you're gonna do this on your own self. And I kind of smile and politely nod my head and I kick this thing back and uh, she gets her feet on the pedals and she begins to move those pedals. And yeah, she's doing it on her own self, 
but she's not going anywhere. She's, you know, you could strive and you could strain with your in your own earthly strength and function as much as you want. You can sit there for years paddling those things in your own strength. You can do it like Claire would on my own self. She says she's going to do it. But the reality is she wouldn't even know. When we hit the streets, when we ready ourselves to hit the streets, she might think she's doing it on her own self. But the reality is there is a force behind her, which I get her airborne, literally. So we kick back and she's paddling her little feet at the front and the wind's blowing in her hand. She's having a great time. But the reality is the force comes from behind. It comes from her carer. It comes from the one who is behind her and with her. She might like to think she can do this on my own self. But the reality is there is a force behind the faith force, the Holy Spirit force, which moves us beyond our own natural capacity and ability. And we rock this thing. Yeah, we do. We hit the suburbs and we rock this thing. She's airborne. She's peddling those things. And she wouldn't even know. Chris, I'm going to get you to take that down for me. She wouldn't even know that it's her mother behind. It's her carer behind. That is the force, the life, the momentum comes from behind. And friends, this is the power of the indwelling spirit. We don't have to struggle in our own strength, moving that, striving, functioning in our own capacity. Rather, we are moved by a force from behind and within, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Then what's in your head begins to change. What's in your head begins to begin heaven's thoughts flooding and moving through your mind. Not earthly thoughts, not undermining thoughts, not negative thoughts. In Him, you've got this. You've got this, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this, my beautiful friends, in Jesus' mighty name. Why don't you just close your eyes right across the room here this morning. And in Romans it says, Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit is death, but the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and and forevermore. I want to ask you here this morning, friends, do you know that soul peace? The world can't produce that kind of peace. It's not born of earth, it's born of heaven. You know, if you're wrestling with anxious thoughts, if you find yourself caught up in negativity, overwhelmed, striving and moving out of your own capacity, let me tell you here this morning, there is a soul peace available to each and every one in this room. And it comes through the introduction with a person called Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. He is peace personified. And He's available to each and every one of us. You know, I pray right now that we would not be hijacked by thoughts of sense. That's natural thinking. Rather, we would require, we would reach out after that soul peace that comes from Jesus Christ. In this room this morning, I want to pray a prayer with you that you will come to know Jesus as your Lord and your Saviour. If you've never prayed that prayer before, let me tell you in a heartbeat, in a moment, peace returns again to a troubled mind. If you've never prayed that prayer, but there's something in you that wants what she's talking about, I would love to pray with you here today, a prayer that says, Jesus, come into my heart. Help 
life. I need your life. I need you in my life. I want to walk in step with you. If you've drifted, if you've known him, but you've drifted away in a heartbeat, in a moment, you can return to him again. He will readily receive you again. If you've never prayed a prayer that says, Jesus, I need you. If you want to pray that prayer today, or if you've prayed it before, but you've drifted, you're unsure, you're uncertain, don't wrestle in the natural mind. Rather today, reach out for that soul peace, which comes from Jesus Christ. Right across this room, I want you to lift your hand if you're like, yes, that's me. I see that hand. Who else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Who else is there today that needs to receive Jesus as your Lord, as your Saviour, as the provider of peace? There are at least 12 people in this room this morning. Lift your hand. I'm going to see you and pray with you. It's going to be a game-changing moment. Peace is going to return to your life. He receives you. He receives you. If you'd like me to pray, just lift your hand up right here. I see your hand. I see your hand. Just lift your hand up nice and high. And I'm going to pray with you today to receive the Prince of Peace. I see your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Who else is there? I see your hand. I see your hand. Who else is there? I see your hand. I'm going to pray with you today. Today's your day. I see your hand. Who else is there here today? Who else is there here today? Don't walk out those doors. Don't walk out without meeting him, this Prince of Peace. He sees you. Lift your hand up nice and high. I'm going to see you. I'm going to pray with you here today. Don't hold back. Don't shrink back. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Just lift your hand. I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you in this place. He's going to see you. And he's going to move in your world here today. In Jesus' mighty name. Friends, why don't you just stand right across this room. And if you want me to pray with you, don't be shy. You just come and we're going to pray here this morning. Friends, would you be so bold as to just step out of your seat and I'm going to meet you right here. I'm going to stand with you today and I'm going to pray with you. If you've lifted your hand, friends, would you just ask a friend alongside you and just say, will you walk with me and come down today and I'm going to stand with you right now. There are about 20 people across this room. We're going to stand together. Come on, just be brave. You be brave, my friends. Come out of your seats. I'm going to stand with you. You come, sweetie. You come. Yeah. I'm going to pray with you. Who else? This little girl here. I'm going to come to you. We're going to come to you right here. My friend over here. I'm just going to ask you to be really brave and come out of your seat. I can't get to you. Trust me, if I could scramble over these seats to get to you, I would. But I'm going to ask you just to be really brave. We're going to come and stand down here. I'm going to pray with you this morning. Those that lifted your hand, ask a friend alongside you and just come. There are about 20 people. I'm going to wait for you. Come and let's stand and, and pray here. Just turn around. Why don't you face me? I'm a lot less scary than all those people. Awesome. Well done, my friends. Well done, my friends. I'm so proud of you. Beautiful. Well done, my friends. Proud of you. There are a few others. I'm going to ask my friend. You just, you come. Did you lift your hand this morning? You come, my friend. And there was a lady over here. Come and stand. Come and let me pray with you this morning. You bring your friend with you. Would you come with her so she's on her own? Well done. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. You're so brave. 
What about my friend up the back? Did you lift your hand? Come on down. If you lifted your hand and you're a bit shy, just pray this prayer from your heart. If there's some reason why you couldn't get up out of your seat today because it's a bit scary, that's okay. All you've got to do is say this prayer in your heart and he'll come and meet with you because he sees you, each and every one of you. So let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, please come into my heart. Wash me clean. Help me follow you. Thank you that you see me and you love me. And you've got me in the palm of your hand. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Lord, I just thank you right now for this brother. I thank you, Lord, your great love for him, overwhelming him right now. You fill him, you fill him, you fill him with your love. There's nothing he can do that will make you love him any less. I thank you, Lord, you pour in, you pour in, you pour in your love this morning. Fill his cup overflowing. You've got his back, Lord. He will not fear in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for my friend. Thank you, Jesus. Fill her with your peace right now your presence Lord thank you Lord you're just unwinding anxious thoughts you release her right now you just lift that burden off her shoulders right now you release right now Lord she will not fear she will not be anxious she will not carry load you lighten that load right now as peace enters her heart and mind for the first time in a long time you feel her you feel her you feel her Lord you've got her she will not fear in Jesus mighty name Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for these precious girls and Mama Bear. Thank you, Lord, for these little ones. Thank you, Lord, you say, let the little children come to me. Thank you, Lord, they'll know your voice. They'll know how much they're loved. Fill them, Lord, with your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful. We're just going to give a little Bible and take a moment with our friends here this morning. Why don't you just lift your hands right across this room. Maybe you just need to be reminded today that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is available to each and every one of us in this place today. Thank you, Lord. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let hearts be built up and made strong and courageous. By the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise, Jesus. Jesus, fill everyone with your spirit. Fill everyone with your power in this place. Lord, you're with us. We will not fear. Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name, our hope is full. Our chains are broken. She 